first, I think my first reaction was how many zeros are in a million and you know, what, what? And then, you know, the reality sets in and it's kind of like, you know, be careful what you wish for, you just might get it. You know, that's kind of how it, how it was. The next few weeks after that were really a blur. I mean, it was a 300 page contract. So we're trying to read through everything and figure out. And the, the kicker was they wanted us to start working two weeks. Well, I mean, we didn't even have a pool of officers yet. Um, luckily, you know, word of mouth traveled really quickly and we were able to pull those together. This episode is sponsored by Link. Are you someone who passes out a ton of business cards expecting a follow-up? With traditional business cards, as many of you know, they get lost. We are changing the way that we connect with new people. This easy-to-use product is great for anyone. Link offers a line of products that let you share information instantly with the people you meet. You can build a page that contains your contact information, website, social media links, photos, videos, appointment scheduling, custom forms, and more, all shareable with just one tap of this smart device. It's an unlimited-use business card that you can change over time. The possibilities are endless. As an added bonus, if you purchase using promo code EmpoweringBusinessDFW, you will receive 15% off your entire order. Check the link in the show notes for more details. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Empower Business DFW podcast. This episode, we had the opportunity to speak with an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, best-selling author, and the founder and CEO of Point Blank Safety Services, Stacy McGovern. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I love your podcast. Um, it has amazing reviews, by the way. I appreciate so, that. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Well, when you and I met, was actually through a virtual coffee because of success champions and right. you and I both know the power of networking and people we know. And as, as you and I were talking, I was like, I've got to have her come share her story on this podcast because the journey that you went through was so unique. And you and I were talking about how I love the idea of side hustles, right? And you were like, by the way, <laughs> I've got this small company that I started, right. you know, and it was done through a side hustle. Absolutely. Um, and so let's just take a second, maybe introduce yourself. Tell us your story. Yeah, Stacy McGovern. Um, I'm actually from Abilene, Texas, originally, about two hours west of here, um, and started in retail sales. My parents owned um, five retail clothing stores, and so I just always thought that was going to be my thing, but turns out I wasn't very good at it. Um, it's a lot of inventory management and a lot of um, bookkeeping and and employees. And, um, so it just wasn't, just wasn't me. I, I didn't enjoy sitting back in a retail store for hours, just waiting for customers to come in and trying to figure out how to market to them. Right. So I discovered outside sales and this was my thing. I absolutely loved it. You could make as much as you wanted to make, you could go get the customers. Um, and I did that for a while in the little town of Abilene and then, um, had somebody say to me one time, Hey, I wonder what you could do. Say if you were in a bigger market, and that really stuck with me. I was like, wow, I wonder what I could do if I was in a bigger market. And uh, the, the possibilities were endless. So anyway, I, I spent um, 20 years building an outside sales career 
um, through what you're talking about, networking and uh, relationships. And just always knew that someday I wanted to own my own business again. And, but just didn't know like what that would be or what that would look like or whatever. So um, as a police wife, I came up with the idea because my husband, what a lot of people don't know is that if you're not from the police world is that police officers don't make a lot of money, especially in the smaller rural towns and communities. So they really rely on off-duty work to kind of, you know, make ends meet or do any kind of extra, you know, braces or travel or any of that stuff. And we were the same way, you know, I was commissioned sales. So, you know, if you've ever been in sales, you know, one, one month is, you know, filet mignon and the next month is beans and weenies. It's, it's just the way, the way it works. Cause you've got to keep filling that funnel. Right. So we were sort of living paycheck to paycheck and he was relying on off duty work and um, it was really random. We never knew when he was going to get an off duty job or when we were going to get paid for that job. So it was really hard to kind of be the CEO of my family and really, you know, budget and 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 then sometimes gosh you would get home from a 12-hour shift pop a beer and then they call wanting in for off-duty work and it's like oh my gosh if we'd have just known in advance you know we could have planned so I just said you know there's got to be a better way there's got to be a way that police officers can get as much or as little off-duty work as they need to you know provide for their families and you know know in advance and um, know when their direct deposits are coming and all that kind of stuff so I started a company on the side because I couldn't quit my job, like what you're saying, side hustle. So I um, decided I, I would name it Point Blank Safety and um, I would work trying to get traction on it while I was doing my outside sales. And I had two boys and a, and a husband that was a police officer who was never really around. So, um, you know, my free time was, was pretty limited, but um, I kept, kept working at it. And, you know, my mom always said to me, you know, Stacey, if you're not happy with your life, you're the only person that can change it. And that is just so true. That's good. Um, yeah, you got you got to be the one to make to make it happen. So I just said, you know, I'm going to make this work. I really, I really believe in the idea. You know, my husband has the police contacts. I have the sales relationships. I think I can, I think I can do this. So I worked Steve, for two years um, on this thing, trying to get it going you know, really, it was just an idea and a business card and me out there trying to, you know, convince people that um, convince these prime contractors that I knew used police officers on highway construction jobs, trying to convince them that they should go through us and let us be their one point of contact, their one invoice monthly, let us do all the scheduling for them. And um, turns out it was a, 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 a traffic manager, sorry, uh, with one of these companies that I had sold a light bar to. Um, about three years earlier. And he said, you know what, Stacey, I remember you. He said, why don't you come in and, and, and tell me about this idea of yours? And so, you know, it's amazing. Everything, of course, goes back to those relationships. And um, he had just won a, a, a job on the Denton to Dallas 35E um, project where they were adding a lane. And so he was, he was willing to listen to my idea and my um, story and what I wanted to do. And, um, he believed in it. Um, he never actually came out and said, Hey, Stacy, we, you know, we're going to use you or Hey, Stacey, we think this is a great idea. Um, but we had multiple meetings and, but I still never knew, you know, what was going to happen with all that. And then, um, true story, uh, September of 2014, I was in my bathroom, uh, putting on makeup, getting ready to go to work just like any other day. Um, no idea that anything special was, was going to happen. 
and the doorbell rings and it's FedEx and they have a package for point blank safety. And you have to understand point blank safety didn't get packages. Like it was an idea, a business card and, you know, a email address or whatever. So I was like, what in the world? And so I opened it up and it was a 300 page contract um, for $1.5 million wow. to use our officers on that managed lane project where they're adding a lane from Dallas to Denton to use our police officers for the traffic control. Um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, what I call the true American dream story or the true, you know, what, what you're out there battling for it, it happens. So I literally went from commission salesperson to running a multi-million dollar business overnight. Wow. Even though, you know, I'd worked on it for two years. You know, you told me that story when you and I connected the first time and just hearing it the second time kind of gave me goosebumps a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. That is amazing. That's a life-changing, life-changing number, right? And it's not like you said, oh, and you told me this in our, in our conversation before, you didn't go out and buy the, the fancy car. You didn't go out and buy the new house. I mean, you, you lived within your means and you poured all of that money back into what is now your, you know, your business, your full-time job. So, you know, congratulations to you on, on that for one, because going from an outside sales position to running a multi-million dollar company, you know, it's not easy, right? And the two years that, that went into that, the blood, the sweat, the tears, and, and I could only imagine if I were to open up a check for $1.5 million, I don't even know what I would do. I right. mean, what, just curious, what was your reaction? I mean, it's, First, I think my first reaction was how many zeros are in a million and, you know, what, what, um, and then, you know, the reality sets in and it's kind of like, you know, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And, um, you know, that's kind of how it, how it was the next few weeks after that were really a blur. I mean, it was a 300 page contract. So we're trying to read through everything and figure out And the, the kicker was they wanted us to start work in two weeks. Mm. Well, I mean, we didn't even have a pool of officers yet. Um, luckily, you know, word of mouth traveled really quickly and we were able to pull those together. I, I don't think we started to, I think we started in like a month or so. Um, but there was also some other stipulations, you know, they wanted us to have $5 million in insurance just to even set foot on a tech stop project. Um, well, $5 million in insurance, if you don't know, is about $14,000. I didn't have $14,000. And, you know, that's sort of the point when I think a lot of people would kind of go, well, I don't have $14,000. Um, I guess I'll just, you know, give up or go back to, to, you know, what I'm, what I'm the easy life, what I was doing before kind of, but I was like, no way, there's no way $14,000 is going to stop me from changing my life, changing my kids' lives, changing all these officers' lives. So, um, my husband and I sold everything. We literally went back down to nothing, um, which is, uh, you know, what a lot of people tell me, they're not sure they would be willing to do, you know, after you get to a certain point in your life, you sort of don't want to go backwards, yeah. but um, you know, it's just stuff in the, in the, in the end. And you can, you know, 1.5 million buys a lot of stuff. So, well, so yeah. It, you said something to me that really resonated with that. And that's why I titled this episode the way I did, but you know, are you willing to get, are you willing to lose everything to gain everything? Right. And I was like, man, I mean, think about it. A lot of people aren't willing to put that, that risk at hand. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know physically what I would do in that position. Like it's scary. It's definitely scary. It's a, it's a testing and a trial period. But, um, again, I, I, I when I heard your story, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I couldn't imagine. So 
Go ahead. Yeah, it's not just me though. I mean, you hear other, um, you know, startup stories of other companies that became really big and, and there's always that point where you have to sacrifice. I think um, that's part of the journey. And so it all, it really comes down to how much do you believe in your idea? How much do you believe in yourself? How much are you willing to put in the work? You know, and that's really a key. I knew I was willing to do whatever it took to make it successful. So that makes a big difference too. You know, are you willing to work weekends? Are you willing to take phone calls in the middle of the night when the traffic is happening? You know, that, that's when the work was, you know, it just, you have to really look at yourself in the mirror and go, what am I willing to do to make my life different? So you were saying that it took you about two years to build up point blank safety. And then you had this conversation. So what point within the two years did you land that meeting that turned into the 1.5 million? What was, what um, point I, in well, that journey? We started meeting with them and having the discussions probably eight months before it actually happened. But like I said, it was never a sure thing by any means. Every meeting was more executives, more people from the, the um, higher up in the company, more questions about how we were going to be able to manage this company because I mean, they knew it was just an idea. It wasn't, you know, fully, um, you know, happening yet. But like I said, I, you know, I, I convinced them that I knew what I was doing and I believed in myself and um, they bought it, you know, they bought in and, you know, really though for them, I mean, it's a benefit too, because now they can free up one whole person that used to do all the scheduling of all the officers and that person can maybe do something more revenue generating or, you know, something that enhances the business. And then we can take that, that weight off of them. And so, you know, they, you know, you, when you're in these meetings, you can see the light bulbs kind of going off, like, wait, you mean, I'm not going to have to talk to 200 officers, a, you know, a week, and I'm not going to get a call at 3am, where's my check and, you know, all the, all the maintenance of managing that many officers. So, you know, you could see that they got it. But like I said, they never said, you know, for sure they were going to go with us. Well, I think, you know, a two-year journey is, is a long time. And a lot of people will give up by then. And I've heard this story on this podcast before through several guests that I've had where it was a side hustle that turned into an idea that, you know, they, they worked on it when they could. And, but the fact that they didn't give up. And I think that's a lot of times where people fail is when they give up on the idea and either a, they weren't as sure about that idea because it's harder than what they thought. Or on the other side of that, it's like they keep going and they keep pushing and, you know, results happen like with point Blake safety is right it's, it's not- also, I'm sorry it's also you know the the people that you surround yourself with you know I think it's very important to surround yourself with like-minded individuals you know there's always going to be those people that um, don't believe in your idea or jealous that you're doing this or whatever whatever it may be and so those people can really get in your head and make you think okay maybe this isn't going to work maybe maybe I should just go back and you know quit not spending so much time with my kids and maybe I should um, go back to just, you know, do outside sales, which I was fairly good at, but I just, um, I didn't let, I didn't let those people in. I call them dream killers. You know, I, I didn't let them in and I didn't let them affect me because I knew I wanted something different and I knew, you know, I had to make that happen. So sometimes you have, you know, it doesn't mean you have to exclude people from your life, but you know, if they're not a positive force for you that's helping you continue in your path to success, you know, just, just, uh, stay casual with them. Stay, you know, hit the high notes. Don't go into the details with those people. Yeah. But I guess just thinking about it, if I were somebody that were, 
you know, what if that's a family member, right? I know dream killers are a real deal and family members sometimes affect that. So what advice would you have for somebody that has a family member, even a mom or a dad or a wife or a husband or what a spouse that's saying that is a dumb idea. Like, why would you, why would you even consider that? You've got this, you know, cush commission sales job and for everybody that knows, I mean, commission sales job is not easy either. Right. I mean, as a side note, I mean, right. I've, been, I've been in sales for 12 years. I, I know what's what's easy and what's not. Commission sales, typically 100% sales is not easy. Right. Well, but, it's almost like owning your own business, right? Yeah. Minus the huge tax benefits and, right. <laughs> and everything, yeah, else, for sure. everything else that goes with it. But again, what, what advice would you have for somebody that does have a dream killer like a, a, a parent oh, or a spouse? Yeah, I, I dealt with it. My mom, you know, who, grew, who you know, was very successful in retail, you know, immediately said to me, that's not a thing. Like, what are you talking about? No one's doing that. That's not a real business. I mean, in her opinion, you know, she's kind of old school. She thought, you know, a brick and mortar and sell a product or a service, that, that's a business, you know, in her mind. And I kept saying, no, you know, I think I can do this. I really think I can do this. And so when we met or when I would get with her, I just didn't talk about point blank. You know, I just talked about, you know, family stuff or the kids or whatever. I just kept kept the details of um, my dream to myself until it became more of a reality. And then we could start really start talking more about it. And then, you know, when she saw how huge it was, of course, then she was all for it. So I think sometimes it's not that people are trying to be dream killers. I think maybe sometimes it's more, they just don't get it or they don't understand. Um, So you have to stay focused on your vision and just not, not share all the details with those people. You know, we have a mutual friend that tells me, you know, he just doesn't discuss business with family because he, he hears things he doesn't want to hear, you know, things that get in his head and and demotivate him or whatever. So, you know, you just have to pick and choose who you share that part of your, your life with. Yeah. That was going to be my next question to talk about, you know? Yeah. That was going to be my next question is how is your mom looking at it now? And you, you already answered that, but, and, and just knowing you from the few times that we've talked, you're not the type of person to see, I told you so, or rub it in their face, but no, but, and it's easy to do. Like, it's easy to say, look at me now, but you know, obviously if you're not that type of person, it doesn't matter. But I'm always curious to know the people that are in your, in your corner in the beginning, what happens whenever you are successful? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm probably different, but what I did is, um, I booked my whole family, my mom and my stepdad and my kids and my husband, uh, on a, in an all exclusive resort in, in, uh, Playa del Carmen. Favorite and- place. And said, hey, you know what? Um, y'all were great parents. You know, you taught me motivation. You taught me inspiration. You taught me never give up. I mean, she was the one that told me, you know, anytime I would ever complain, she would say, if you're not happy, you're the only one that can change it. Yeah. And um, so, and then plus she was very successful in retail. So I think I learned a lot from that. I learned her, her work ethic and her inner drive. I mean, she um, left the house every day before seven and got home every night after six. And, you know, six days a week for 44 years. And I, I don't ever remember eating a takeout meal ever. Yeah. So, you know, there's something to be said for that. Um, so I have mad respect for her, whether she understood my vision or not. You know, I think age and timing and a whole bunch of things go into success. Um, so I think when it came, you know, when I was able to take her to Mexico and all expense paid, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, it was my way of saying, I told you so, I guess if you will, but it was also just to say, thanks. Thanks for raising me, right? Thanks for 
given me that ethic to want to keep going and want to do better. And, um, you know, so I, you know, it, you just got to find your way with, with people and, and just not let them get into your head like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's easy to do, but you always got, you always got to think about what your why was when you started it. What was your, what was your idea behind it? And don't let those negative thoughts take over your mind, because if you do, what could be a great idea turns into nothing. And so good job for you. If you don't do it, someone else has got it. Right. So you know, it's all about, it's all about, um, you know, priorities and, and just figuring out what you want with your life. I mean, you know, we only get one. And I mean, like you said, two years, it, it seems like a long time, but if you look at two years in the big picture of my life, like that's nothing like, you know, it, two years to completely change everything. I, you know, I mean, the success that we had at this point, um, is greater than anything I could have ever imagined. So, um, was it worth it? Did I miss some time with my kids growing up? Yeah, I did. But was it worth it? I think I think they think so. Yeah. And, and I definitely know I think so. So um, it's, you know, and, and any big success story has has the same uh, dynamics within it, I think. Yeah. Well, Gary V talks a lot about, um, I don't know if you're listening to Gary V or mm-hmm. not, but oh. what he talks about, and it wasn't didn't resonate with me until he said it. And, you know, like, waking up early, coming home late, having that guilt inside of your head, like I'm not spending the time that I should be with the family. But then what he said was don't guilt yourself because what you're basically in in Cliff Notes version of what he said is you're building that for them. Like you're going out every day, working hard, building something for them. So you can't feel guilty for doing that, even though, yes, it is some stuff that, work-life balance or however you want to put it. Um, it's still a big deal, but at the same time, just always keep in your mind, if you are thinking of feeling bad about that, just remember like everything that you're doing is for your family. Right. And ever since then, I'm like, that's so true. Like, yeah. Well, and when you're going through it, you do question it. I mean, you just, it just is. Yeah. But then when you get to like where I am, or where he is, you go, okay, it was worth it. Yeah. You know, I, I made the right decision. And I think all successful people feel that way. Yeah, um, yeah you know, our, none of us are perfect at the work-life thing anyway, right? <laughs> I mean, even when I was working commission sales, right? I was taking calls on Saturdays and, you know, you know, when you're commission sales, if someone's ready to buy, you're ready to work. You answer right? the phone. Yeah, and I, I hear people all the time say, but I turned my phone off on the weekends. I couldn't do that. And I'm just like, wow okay, well then you're happy with your life, I think. And maybe you should just stick with what you're doing if that's, if that's your choice, but it just wasn't my choice. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your business. Uh, we, we kind of have an idea, 30,000 for view of what you do. So let's dive in a little deeper. I mean, what is point blanks, uh, safety? What is your purpose? What is, I mean, what is your why behind it? Yeah. Um, well, we, my why is to provide off duty work for these police officers that really need it to supplement their incomes. And we have a pool of about 200 police officers all over the state of Texas, and they send us their availability. And then we match that with either site security or traffic control positions, um, primarily for TxDOT and highway construction. But we can also do new building um, security, you know, new construction security. We can do events. We can do um, churches, you know, anywhere where you want more than just a guy with a flashlight. You want an active police officer that has the ability to um, withhold, you know, detain, 
or arrest. Um, nowadays, you know, it's really changed over the last few years, the, the um, you know, scariness, I guess I'll say, of the world. And so, you know, most people don't just want a guy that would have to call 911 just like you or I. They really want a trained police officer. And so that's what we do. We, we plug these um, active duty Texas police officers into these positions. In Texas, officers have full jurisdiction no matter where they are. So they're able to do um, lane closures or um, different things on construction sites where they're keeping not only the um, citizens safe, but also the construction workers safe, keep, keeping you to slow down in construction zones and, and that sort of thing. And then, like I said, also the site security. Yeah. Well, when I was looking through all of your services that you mm -hmm. offer, I was like, yeah, you, know, you range from private events to highway, um, highway traffic control. And then I started looking at that. I was like, there's a service for high risk employee termination security. And for with this being a business podcast, as a business owner, you got to ask yourself, like, how many times would it have been nice to have somebody there who is qualified to handle those situations? Because, you know, whether it's the high risk or just the employee termination, either one of those can get dicey really quick. And we've done a ton of those, by the way. Um, you know, I don't know. The world has just changed. People don't take news like that. Um, kindly anymore and, and they threaten and you know all kinds of stuff so yeah just to have a trained police officer on site so that everyone stays safe um is really critical during some of those you know and and it's another one of those better safe than sorry i mean hopefully nothing's going to happen but if something does at least you have someone trained that knows what to do <laughs> i remember i was working a job one time where somebody got terminated and it was simply like pack up your box and the operations manager or something like that walked them out to their vehicle, but I'd never been put in a position where we needed somebody more high security or, but I, d I just can't think of being put in that position, but obviously people have, cause you've got a service for it. Right. No, we've done a lot of them. We really have. So aside from, you know, talked about the benefits of working with you, uh, you pretty much take care of the entire process from scheduling to payroll. What are exactly. some other benefits of working with you? If there was uh, a company or a police officer out there that was interested in in X, Y, Z services and point blank safety services, what's a benefit of working with you? Or what are some ways that you know um, corporations should outsource with you? We are really, um, as far as the police officers go, we, we feel like we're all family. I mean, when you're a police officer, police officer wife, you really are family. So we... We really try to, you know, our motto is always family first. Um, that's that comes before any any schedule or any job or anything. Um, and the officers really appreciate that because they are working for us and they're only only time off work. And so um, we really allow them to take the time they need. They can schedule as much or as little work as they want. They can even take breaks and, you know, go a couple months without working. You know, whatever works for them is really um, what we want to happen. We also do um direct deposit we offer some group benefits as far as like aflac and different different things um maybe that they're not getting at their police department we provide free safety vests free um uh, raincoats you know all kinds of just just small little benefits that maybe another company might not offer we also um do a event every year we call our officer and client of appreciation event um typically at a restaurant or, or catered dinner or something just to just to let them know how much we do appreciate them. I mean, we couldn't do it without them. So, 
um, really try to make them feel special. Um, a year ago, we took everyone on a cruise, um, an officer appreciation cruise, which was really cool just to get together, spend some time together outside of work. Yeah. Um, and then on the client side, you know, we're really your, your one point of contact. I mean, you truly can, um, you know, email or call us how many officers you're going to need for that night or that project. Um, if the rain comes, you know, one call for cancellations and we get the officers there, they know where to go. Um, they're ready to work. They're all um, NHI, which is National Highway Institute trained, as well as trained through the department. They're approved from their chief to work the job. Um, so, you know, fully ready to go with all the paperwork and, and everything. And it's one point of contact, one invoice, either weekly or monthly, however the, the client wants it, and everything's taken care of. So what about qualifications? I know you, you say police officers, but I know there are other entities out there like sheriff's departments and, and mm -hmm. whatever that is. Do do is there a certain type of requirement involved when it comes to qualifying to be a part of your services? Well, we really prefer at least five years of on-the-job training, you know, of, you know, traffic control practice and, and um, expertise, if you will. Yeah. But everyone, every officer is a case-by-case -case basis. Yes, we absolutely take deputies and sheriff's departments, um, but it's just a case-by-case -case basis. How long have you been on the job? What kind of off-duty work have you done? You know, what's your experience in traffic? Some some police officers really work traffic, others don't. Um, so we, we just kind of, we also make sure they're in good standing with their department. They haven't had any issues, that kind of thing. We yeah. really want the best of the best on our job sites. Um, because these construction guys that are out there building these highways, they really re rely on them to keep them safe. Yep. And um, so we really want guys that are dedicated and, you know, committed to, to doing a great job. Yeah, sure. Well, I know that you have a heart for also giving back for those who kind of gave to you, right? So out, outside of, I guess, throughout your business, you also created the Blue Family Fund. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about that. What is that? What does that involve? Who does that benefit? Sure. Yeah. Well, in 2017, my husband and I looked at each other and we said, you know what? We've been so blessed. This business has exceeded any expectation we could have ever had. You know, how can we pay it forward or give back? Or, and so we started looking at different charities and, you know, there's, there's a lot out there. Some are, some are great, but we just didn't find any that really aligned with, with our hearts and our mission. Um, you know, a lot of them out there, you know, maybe 10 or 20% of your donation actually goes to the cause. Um, and so that just, you know, I work hard for my money. You work hard for your money. That just wasn't what we wanted to do. So we said, you know, we started a company. Why not just start a nonprofit and do it the way we want to do it? And so we did. We started Blue Family Fund. We got our 501c3 in 2017. And, uh, you know, then it's like, okay, now what? But um, yeah, we started doing some fundraisers and getting the word out. Um, but basically uh, we provide scholarships to dependents of first responders that wanna further their education. And we provide financial aid to families of fallen or injured officers um, uh, that have been fallen or injured in the line of duty. So, you know, in our, we've, we've been around since 2017, we've given out five scholarships and we've been able to help 11 families. That's awesome. Is there a, a story within that you'd like to share? You know, is there, there a touching story that kind of really resonates home with? <laughs> oh, there's been so many. Um, we, we gave, um, 
there was a mineral wells canine officer that died un, uh, very unexpectedly. And um, his two daughters were both firefighters, um, left, left back his, left his two daughters and his wife. And so we were able to go out there and, and make a donation to that family. And um, it was just heart-wrenching as, as I was giving her the money and presenting the, the check, um, she just broke down and um, the canine world is a little different even than the regular police officer world. They're even more like brothers and they really band together. So it was just heart-wrenching. And then we're scheduled next week um, to give, I don't know if you heard about the Burleson police officer that was shot just here recently. So we're going to be on um, the local radio station presenting a check to his family next week. So, um, you know, all of them are um, different and special and um, the stories are just just heart wrenching um, at what they go through. And what a lot of people don't know, if you're injured or hurt in the line of duty, yes, sometimes there is a payout coming to you at some point, but it may be um, six months or or a year before you see any of that. And especially if you've left behind a wife that maybe was relying on your income solely, um, you know, we're able to kind of step in and kind of be that bridge between, you know, what has happened and, and maybe help get them through that hump um, before they get any kind of payout or, or resolution for what has happened to them. Yeah. If there are any listeners out there that are interested in kind of supporting you in that, how can they reach out? I mean, is there donation opportunities Certain oh, opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. We're bluefamilyfund.org. And we actually have a, a big fundraising golf tournament coming up um, September 16th. Um, it's going to be at the Texas Star Golf Course in Euless. And we're really excited. We're looking for sponsors, whole sponsors, looking for players. You can buy tickets on our website. Um, we're doing foursomes. It's going to be a scramble, shotgun start scramble. Um, we're going to provide breakfast and buffet lunch and um, just going to be a big day. We're actually doing, um, I've never heard of this before, but it, it's so cool. I can't, I, I just ha- had to do it. Every player is going to be encouraged to bring a 12 pack of beer. Yeah. So if we have 144 players, we're going to have this huge wall of every kind of beer there is. And then you can buy raffle tickets to win all that beer. So, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. Um, I wish I could win, but <laughs> I've played in a lot of golf tournaments, charity golf tournaments, and I have never, never been in a golf tournament where they gave away raffles for beer. That's actually yeah, pretty cool. Isn't that cool? So that, I mean, we're just going to do some different things like that. And then lots of games on the course and, um, you know, different stuff, trying to mix it up a little and make it a little different, but that's a fun course. It's a nice, nice property. Um, it's, it's in the middle of the city, but you, you really don't see any houses at all. So you kind of feel like you're in the country. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get a lot of people come out and, and support. We're going to do, um, you know, goodie bags for all the players and, um, you know, lots of different stuff going to go on. So really, really would love any sponsors. You can also just make a donation. If you just want to donate to Blue Family Fund, you can do that on our website as well. And for the listeners, I'll put all of that information in the show notes of this episode, along with Stacy's links and you know, a link to the event. So you can go in and register for that. Um, right, thank you. You're also an author. You've written two books, correct? Three, actually. Three books. Well, congrats. I've, you know, everybody's saying you should take all this podcast content and make a book out of it. And I'm nowhere near an author. So tell us about your books. You've got three out there. So tell us about them. Well, yeah, just to be honest, I didn't think I was an author either. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but when I would go on podcasts or, you know, I get invited to speak at a lot of different things, 
just be, just because of the motivation on my story it kind of inspires people to to you know go for that idea maybe they were they have in the back of their head or whatever so everybody always asks me you know I want to hear more I want to hear the, the nitty-gritty of how you did it I want to hear the strategies and the you know all that kind of stuff so I put together it's a real easy read it's only about 95 pages um it just kind of goes deeper into the story why I did what I did, how I did what I did, some strategies, some concepts you can really implement immediately into your business. And um, all my books are on Amazon. If you just go to Amazon and Google Stacy McGovern um, or search Stacy McGovern, sorry, um, you'll see them all on there. And uh, you can, you know, there's the Kindle versions or, or the, the full books as well. Very cool. I'll also put those links in the show notes. That way it's easy to access when you're yeah, registering you. for the golf tournament and buying books at the same time. There you go. Sounds good to me. So, you know, one question I always like to ask um, is success is defined so many different ways. And you talked about this briefly and, um, you know, the term entrepreneurship and success can be thrown around in different ways. So how does Stacy identify and, and define success? You know, I've always said when, when the bills don't matter anymore, you know, I spent many years stressing the bills, um, you know, coming up um, with a lot less money than bills at the end of the month. And, you know, when you get to a point in your life when um, it's almost like true freedom, you know, when the bills don't matter, you know, there's going to be enough money to pay them. Oh my gosh, life becomes so much more fun. Yeah. Like, you know, just it's just freeing. You just feel free and, and you are excited to get up in the morning. You know, I wake up every day in a new world. I mean, ready to conquer whatever's in front of me. And that doesn't mean I don't still make mistakes and still fail, but that's okay. You know, I can keep going and try something else and try it a different way. And um, yeah, I mean, for me, true success was just, just when I no longer had to, to worry about bills. Um, I think I, it just changes your life if you can ever get to that point. It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, where you're from. There's always some type of bill, <laughs> you know, and unless you're a kid, right? Obviously you think back to like, man, when I was a kid, it was stress-free, you know, right. it, it was crazy. But, um, but yeah, I can completely agree with that. And, and yeah. the fact that you've built a business and you're able to, to do what you want every day. Right. And that that's true freedom. It is. So, it really is. But, but I'll, Go ahead. You know, my mom, my mom always said that, you know, um, money doesn't make you happy, but the lack of it truly can make you miserable because if you can't pay your bills or you can't provide for your family or put food on the table, um, it's, it's true misery. Yep. So, you know, it's not, it's not really about the money. It's just about how much easier life is with money. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it really solves a lot of problems. It just does. Yeah, it does. Um, again, go through your journey. You haven't done it alone. There's some people that have supported you, been your rock, been your foundation through that. So I want to give you the opportunity to thank them, shout them out. Um, any, anyone that you want to thank, you've got the floor. Yeah, I mean, it has to be my husband, right? Um, Michael McGovern, true love of my life. Um, you know, I met him not knowing anything about the police wife life. I never, no, no one in my family was, you know, in the service industry. So um, it, it's been a journey. And, you know, bless his heart, you know, he's, he's supported me at every, every turn, you know, start a business, start a nonprofit, write a book, whatever, you know, and um, even though, you know, maybe he's not on the same dream level as I am, 
you know, I think he thought when we, when we started point blank, that we might get a couple of little security jobs and maybe supplement our income a little bit, but, you know, I was always thinking way bigger than that. So, you know, he's kind of been sort of, um, you know, my biggest cheerleader, but sort of along for a wild ride. So I appreciate his patience. And um, of course he does all that, you know, I'm sort of the face of the company, but he does all that back end scheduling and Excel spreadsheets and, you know, all that stuff that, you know, as salespeople, we just don't want to do. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And one thing that popped in my head when you were saying that is just dream big and watch what happens. Yeah, exactly. So on that note, I'll wrap it up. Thank you so much, Stacey, for being here with me today. And um, I can't wait for our next conversation and see where it goes from here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, that wraps up this episode of the podcast and thank you for tuning in this week if you enjoyed this episode make sure you subscribe so you get notified when a new episode releases every week and if you are a visual person feel free to check out the youtube channel do you want to be a guest on the show if you do send me an email to empoweringbusinessdfw at gmail.com and as always thank you for listening stay well and god bless